The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Michelle Kwan. In 1996, the world was in the midst of a massive cultural movement that saw women finally taking center stage. Nowhere was this shift more apparent than at the 1996 Summer Olympics in Atlanta. This audience was the loudest thing I have ever heard in my life. The noise, everybody's cheering, and we see all these USA flags. It was the most important summer in women's sports history, and team after team after team, the U.S. women kept winning. Basketball, soccer, softball, gymnastics. I just said, give me mine. Like, give me mine. Join me for Dear Media's Summer of Gold, presented by Together. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Hey everybody, welcome to It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. And by a beautiful day, at this very moment, I mean a glorious, relaxing, calm evening in bed. It's time for another solo episode. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that this episode is ask me anything. So I am getting tons and tons of questions from you still as I hit record. And as I requested, I really, really wanted you guys to hit me hard. Anything deep, anything surface, anything invasive, uh, there's nothing off limits. So I'm going to legit try to get to these questions and answer completely honestly, even if I don't really want to go there or it might be a little uncomfortable because I definitely did pick up on a few of these. You guys always want to know about my relationship status and history. I wonder if that's because that's like the one thing I talk the very least about. But anywho, before we get to all of that, before we get to that, I just wanted to follow up a little bit from bed tonight. I I love that about podcast life is like, I just, I just lit some Palo Santo wood, kind of vibing here with a candle. I'm just kind of really like chilling in this very Zen space. I just got back from my trip to British Columbia with my son, Orion, and some of our friends, which was so completely restorative and beautiful with nature. I really want to tell you more about that trip eventually because it was completely powerful and mind-blowing for a lot of reasons. But anyway, I'm here, just got back. I'm kind of unwinding. But I knew that I should pick up with just some, some COVID questions off the top here, because some of your questions were kind of follow up questions to my status and what I'm doing and where I'm at and everything. And let me just say, and forgive me if some of you did not know, I was one of the, I guess, first somewhat major breakthrough cases. I am fully vaccinated. And yes, I was sick. And 
here we are really about a month, I should say five weeks since my first symptoms. And I kid you not, on day 30, I looked at my friend and I was like, wow, just today, today, do I feel like myself again? It was somewhere up in those mountains overlooking the ocean in Canada where I was like, I'm back, I'm back because that fatigue definitely lingered. My workouts were really difficult. Um, I wasn't pushing it by any means. I was doing some hot yoga and I did my first Pilates class, but even walking long distance was hurting my hips. There's definitely an achy joint feeling associated with COVID and and just that fatigue that lingered. So I was trying to be careful and take kind of baby steps uh, as it pertains to my fitness. But I'm back. I feel so great. And I I started jogging again today for the first time in, gosh, a couple months, I guess. But I'm just feeling so grateful and so much gratitude for just recovery in general. So let me see if I can find any of your questions about COVID and we'll just knock those out here at the beginning. Um, well, this person asks, how were the COVID rules in Canada? Um, you know what? I have to really give Canada some props because upon entry, I mean, they made it very, 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 very difficult to even be there. If you're entering Canada, best believe when you get there, it's on lock because I had to get a PCR test within 72 hours of leaving the U.S. I had to land and get another rapid test at the airport before they would even let me through. And then six days later, upon my return, I could not return without yet another negative test. So those were three negative tests within a week's time. And that was the same for my son and, and everybody we were traveling with. And we had to come with documentation and proof of our tests, proof of our vaccinations, by the way. So Canada, you know, on the one hand, procedurally, they were very, very, very efficient. I mean, not going to lie, it took us about three hours to even get through customs, which at the time was like, God, this is annoying. But but with with good reason. And everyone in my group, we just agreed. We we're like, hey, if this is what it takes, you know, they have a really nice, efficient system in place. So of course, the masks, of course, all the hand washing, the distancing and all that at the airport. But because our trip was in such a remote place on Cortez Island, I mean, we weren't even around people. So for six days, there were like no masks, no people, no crowds, completely at one with nature. And I kept saying, oh my gosh, you know, as things are getting worse here in the U.S. and we're reading the news about the overflow in the hospitals and the emergency rooms and the continued divide of what's going on here, up there, it was like, God, it was kind of nice actually to kind of eject from the heaviness of it all and just be like, wow, did I almost forgot today that we're still in a pandemic, you know? So anyway, that's how Canada was any post-COVID after effects or lagging symptoms. I mean, the taste and smell, you guys, it's back. I feel almost guilty that it's back. I'm so, so happy. Like I can smell the, the, the smoke in my room right now. I can taste fully. And let me tell you, not a day has passed where I'm not like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
when you lose two of your five senses, life is pretty dull. So if you missed my COVID podcast two episodes ago, where I literally for one hour outline every single supplement and hack and remedy that worked for me, go there, pass it on, share it with anybody and everybody you love who might be suffering because I do think there's some good, good takeaways in that. Okay, that's it on COVID. Um, Your other big questions, there seem to be a lot of fitness questions. Mm, That's really nice. Jessica says, when I look at you, I wonder, how do you look so great and fit? Um, Another similar question, how often and how long do you run? Do you calorie track? You look strong. That is so nice, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, My workout, you know, here's the thing. I've also talked about this a little bit on podcasts over time, but the thing is, I am one week away from turning 47 years young. <laughs> and the truth is that I feel stronger than I have in decades. And I feel more fit than I have in years. And why is that? Because I work at it. You know, when my kids were young, I didn't have time. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have time. I didn't. I I worked in, at a corporate job. I worked five days a week on TV. I had two, two kids under the age of six, you know, well, they're four years apart, but I just was thinking of when they were six and two, because that's when I went through my divorce. And I just remember even then I was more, you know, alone and less time on my hands. And so it's interesting because, and this will all tie together because so many of your questions are about my breakup a year ago, um, a little more than a year ago. It's kind of all tied together. You know, COVID hit. And yes, in the past two, three, four years, I would say that my fitness regime is just kind of like sporadic. I am not necessarily a creature of habit. I like to mix things up. I like to be kind of um, keep it interesting. So sometimes I might go to the gym, any gym, a gym with a friend. Sometimes I might do hot yoga. Sometimes I might jog. Sometimes I might try a new Pilates class. Sometimes I might do a class pass. So I just kind of like all over the place last three or four years. And then COVID hit, and we're very limited in our options. And that's when I just turned to the outdoors because we had no other choice. I was walking. I was jogging. I was doing the occasional online yoga class. And then I went through this really painful kind of over-the-top explosive breakup situation. And that's when I, I just was, you know, sometimes when you are weak in certain areas, you want to compensate in other areas. I just really turned to exercise. It was definitely part of my healing. And so what that looked like for me was walking out the door at least six days a week and either taking like really, really fast power walks or long walks, hour, hour and a half every day, or jogging slash running two, three times a week. And then I rediscovered Tracy Anderson 
I've been doing Tracy Anderson for years. We've been friends for years. We're both from Indiana. But getting to her studio was not always the easiest for me. So she has just one of the most extensive and effective online workouts, I think, in the game. And there's always great music. And she gives these pep talks at the end. And they they are designed in a way that you can kind of piecemeal them. It's like a menu of sorts and you can pick and choose what you want. And so for me and my body and what I like, when I run and walk that much, my legs kind of take care of themselves, sculpting and strength. But I was really lacking any upper body workout. And so I started doing Tracy Anderson's online studio advanced arm workout. It's about 15 minutes long. You need three pound weights. That's it. And I started doing that like four or five days a week. And because it was COVID and because we were at home and because we just needed to move and I started really equating my moving and the music and it's like, it's almost like a little mini dance five days a week combined with those other things I was doing. Number one, it just was such a mood lifter. I just elevated my mood so much. It was like my time, me time. I was better at like getting a system in place because I think for many of us, because we were home more and working from home and, you know, together with our kids and kind of on top of one another, I really, really made a point to carve that out. And that was what I did. And that was what I was going to do. And nobody was going to take that away from me. So even if it was just 15 minutes, I promised myself to do that. So I was doing her upper body workout probably four or five times a week. And for the first time in a very, very long time, I started really liking my arms. And for me, that's just been a little trouble spot. Like I always just, oh my gosh, I can even hear my kids in my head. Like when they're a little like, ooh, squishy arms. I know that sounds terrible, but I, there's probably something to do with aging in there too. But anyway, I really was liking the look of my upper body. And so I still do that, but I probably only do Tracy Anderson upper body. Again, she has beginning, intermediate, and advanced. I do the advanced. It's pretty fast. I do that about three times a week now. And I do my hot yoga three times a week now. And then I throw in the walking and the jogging when I can. So that's kind of my today regimen. But again, what you're seeing, and you guys are so sweet to say those nice things, what you're seeing is somebody committed who has been doing that consistently for at least a year. That's why I feel great. I mean, I notice when I travel, I notice when I hike, I notice anything I'm doing, I'm like, God, I feel good. You know, there used to be a time when, and I'm I'm sure if you don't exercise a lot or you've gotten out of the habit where you don't want to do it because it doesn't feel nice, so you do everything in your body to avoid it. I'm on the other side. I'm on the I'm on the side now of like, oh, I can't wait to get to hot yoga. Oh, I I can't wait to hit play on Tracy because it just reinforces what I've already built, and that's such a good place to be at. And. I didn't just snap my fingers and get there. And I didn't take a pill to get there. I just really have worked consistently. And I'm sure somewhere in there that is about the aging piece too. Like I'm fighting now. Like it's a fight. I'm not going down easy. You know, I am not just going to 
start to wither away, you know, I'm like, I'm going to be thin. I'm going to be strong and I'm going to feel lean. And I want to, I want to, I want my body, my physical to be powerful. And I want to feel good in my skin. And so for the most part, I do. Not all the time. I'm a little, you know, like all of us, I think hard on myself. My boobs are sagging. more than they ever have. And my butt isn't as perky as it once was. But, you know, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. Let me ask you something. Do you ever feel that maybe you could be happier than you feel at this very moment? Like maybe there are some things that are preventing you from living your best life. We've all been there, me included. Well, what if I told you that therapy has changed my life? And it can change yours too. I want to tell you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp isn't a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a professional counseling service experienced securely online. And at BetterHelp, they facilitate a great therapeutic match just for you. So the sessions are by phone or by video, whichever you desire. You can send a message to your counselor at any time and they'll get you a timely and very thoughtful response. At BetterHelp, everything you share is, of course, totally confidential as well. It's convenient, it's affordable, and if you're eager to start right away, you can begin communicating in under 48 hours. I sincerely want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of mine, you guys are going to get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com cat. I really hope you'll join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cat. There is a skincare question here. I'll just add this, you know, beyond the, the fitness and that is my go-to skincare routine. Thank you, Natalie, for that question. I don't, you know, I could sit here and talk about products all day long. The truth is I am a product whore. <laughs> I'm a product whore. And the truth is my routine works because I work the routine. You know, I, I, I have a routine. I'm constantly taking care of my skin. I mean, I think that's part of it is like, it's important to me. I love product. I love studying product. I like it when it works. I take my time. For me, it's another one of those rituals where it's like, this is this is what I get to do for me. I love when I wake up the next day and I'm glowing. So, you know, whether it's the products or whether it's the the tools, the beauty tools at home that I use, you know, I have I have a little micro needling tool from Nurse Jamie and I have a a micro blade, no, not blading, microplaning, a derma, <laughs> a dermaplaning tool from Dermaflash, which, you know, gets all the fuzz off your face and all the ex- gets exfoliates all of the, the the crud and like oils off off of the surface of my skin. I still use New Face, which is, you know, microcurrent, which kind of wakes up the skin just below the surface to kind of plump and look, look renewed. Um, I use eye patches from 111 Skin that I love that help with the swelling underneath my eyes because I get really puffy in the morning. Less puffy now because I'm not drinking nearly as much as I used to. That might be why you guys think I look better too. I have drastically 
drastically reduced my amount, my amount of intake of alcohol. So that's that on that. Okay, let's just get to the nitty gritty because this is, I don't even know what I'm going to say about this really. I haven't put a ton of thought into it. <sighs> mm. This is hard for me, but I, I'm going to try and tackle this and I'm going to try and not say his name, but JC or Jacqueline, I should say, Jacqueline, what really happened with you know who? Mm. Are you ever going to talk about what happened with your breakup? How do you heal and move on? I don't know how you did it. A lot of these questions. Will you ever give any details regarding your breakup last year? Glad you're happy though. Why did you and your ex blank break up? Was he a cheater? <laughs> so yeah, you get the idea. So many of you asked this question and a lot of you are asking about healing and recovering from bad breakups. Because here's the thing. I'm not the only one, am I? You know, and you want some tips on getting through a painful heartbreak breakup. Okay, how can I sum this up here just organically and truthfully? I tend to come on here and come to the mic and and tidy things up. I am a person who hates conflict and I don't I don't enjoy throwing people under the bus. I don't enjoy talking bad about others and even though yes, I know that I was a victim of of lies and yes, uh infidelity and betrayal in my last relationship, you know, I always like to come on and say, okay, well, what was my part in that, right? Like I like to typically say, what was my side of the street? I, sh you know, there were flags there for three years. You know, of course you're going to get hurt. You know, what did I do in that that could have prevented so much of the heartache? I am finally, finally, finally at a place, two things where I, I think I'm stronger now, so I'm going to say this. That was fucking bullshit. And it's not okay. And I have so much love in my heart and so much patience and so much light that I got fucking used. And you know what? Shame on him. And there have been times within that last year and a half where because of my open heart and dare I say goodness, I have even opened that door up, little bitty crack. And I'm here to say to you on this mic a week before my next birthday to say that shit ain't happening anymore. I think it's okay to sit here finally and say publicly that no, it's not okay to do what he did to me. It is not okay for men to do that to women. It is not okay to flat out lie and lie and lie and lie again and again and again. Cold face, straight eye to eye and do what was done to me. And it wasn't once, it wasn't twice. I mean, I still, to this day, hear from women multiple women connecting dots of all of the cheating that happened over the three and a half years of my relationship. So there, I said it. And if you even Google a TikTok, somebody just still today, 
somebody sent me a TikTok some girl made about his womanizing. It's just disgusting. So yeah, I said it because I'm so over it. And I think I'm saying this now finally because I'm in my power. I am completely in my power and you don't do to people what he did to me. Ha, there you go. That's about as, that is about as, ooh, outrageous as I can get. But the bigger piece of that relationship and where I'm sitting today, the bigger piece, the piece that serves me piece is that I finally learned my lesson. There is the gift. I'm getting hot like I'm I'm taking off my covers. I'm rearranging because this get me all worked up. But listen, if you hear me say anything that, that matters, it's not that I learned my lesson to not trust him. It's that I learned the lesson that I have needed to learn for my entire adult life. I have learned what love does not look like. Love does not look like that. I needed the complete and utter devastation and deceit and betrayal so that I could stop masking in all of these relationships of mine, making excuses for not knowing my boundaries, not following my gut, ignoring my inner voice, lying to myself. And why did I do that? For me personally, I think two reasons. Number one, I don't think I have ever been modeled what healthy romantic love is supposed to look like, number one. And number two, I think because of my relationship with both of my fathers, being my biological father and also my second father, my stepdad, who raised me, the mixture of the two was either absent or unavailable emotionally or sprinkle in some addiction and alcoholism and empty promises and no reliability and no dependability. You know, that little girl in me carried that shit around. Y'all, sorry, I always say y'all when I'm really getting fired up. But I share all of this because it doesn't serve me to sit over here and point the finger and blame and, oh, what did he do and how did he do it and what really went down? Because can you see the win here? I have done more work in the last year of my life. I have healed more in the last year of my life than maybe in any other year since I've been alive. It took the countless nights of shaking and crying and hurting and not being able to breathe and the bad dreams and the sad songs and the checking my text and looking through my emails and wondering, you know, when am I going to hear from him again? It was like, he was my fucking drug. He was my drug. And I'm clean now. <laughs> I'm actually... <laughs> I haven't said that out loud. Sorry. 
I am free today. So the lesson, I think, or what I can share with you all is that stay the course. And if you're feeling bad or sad or hurt or broken or just the worst of it because of of breakups or any other reason, I consistently, 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 and I think that's the key word, most days, not every day, but most days in the last 18 months, I saw Dr. Rick every single week, sometimes twice a week. So I had my therapist calling me out, asking me the hard questions, calling me out for my bullshit, steering me on all the times I wanted to pivot or backslide or revisit an old pattern or make an excuse for. (sighs) Dr. Rick, huge source of my healing. I consumed countless Pema Chodron books, When Things Fall Apart. Now I'm going to forget all the names. Um, The things that scare us. It's not the power and uncertainty, but the something. Uh, I'll put all the lists because I, I, I think I've read every single one of her books and many others. I joke that if you go to my Audible account, my library, it's just full of self-help books. Codependency No More and uh, Betrayal Bonds. And uh, I think one was like Dancing with a Psychopath or something. But yeah, it took deep, deep diving. And in in conjunction with that, I would journal most days, write down, ask for help, kind of my prayers in writing. I would also do a gratitude list every single day. I think when you're really, really hurting or when you feel really, really alone or when you feel really, really lost, one of the best exercises you can do is write down what you're grateful for. And I don't mean like three to five things. I mean, like I was writing down like 50 things a day. Look around, look up, touch your senses. Touch your senses. Touch is a sense, but swim around in your senses to to become aware of what's around you and be grounded in the moment because then you are less likely to be in your head creating these narratives that make you feel useless or unlovable. All those things help me. And I'm going to share an analogy with you that Dr. Rick shared with me. When I was really wounded after finding out and discovering um, some really, really hurtful things shortly after my breakup, you know, he said, the analogy was like, I love these really delicious, sweet, like raspberry candies. Okay. And they're over here in aisle six at the grocery store. And Every time I go go to the grocery store, I'm so afraid to go down aisle six because God, those candies and they're so delicious and I'm so obsessed with them and I want them and I can't not have them and I know they're there. So I'm going to like, do I go to aisle six? Do I not? And you know, right, you know, at first you just always go to aisle six and then even though you know it's not good for you and it's full of sugar and that you like know you can't stop and you have no self-control, you still go to aisle six and you still get those goddamn candies. And he said to me, I promise you, by the time we are done, if you stick with me, kid, and you do this work and you get uncomfortable and you feel your feelings 
and you don't numb them all the time and you don't hide them all the time and you don't run from them. He says, you wait. You're going to start going to the grocery store and okay, fine, you might get the bag, but instead of having the whole bag, you might just have a couple of those candies. And then, you know, you do more time goes on. You continue to do the work. And then, you know, okay, fine. You'll have one candy after dinner once a week. He said, but I promise you the day will come that you will go to the store and you won't feel the pull to aisle six. In fact, you won't even remember those candies were on the shelf. And I thought I knew what he meant at the time. I did. I I knew where he was going. He said, the day will come when you won't feel that, that sickness and that craving and that lusting for something that isn't good for you. And I'll just say the last piece of my healing for me personally is something that I've never ever done in my adult life. And that is keep my ass single. As I started to heal and understand my boundaries and started to regain my power and start to regain my confidence, if and when I did meet a couple guys in the last year and a half, I saw a red flag. And guess what? I shut that shit down. I shut it down. I didn't rebound. I didn't numb with another relationship. I didn't for lack of a better word, I didn't just start fucking other people to feel less alone to then what? Hate myself even more? That's what I used to do. I haven't I haven't been this, uh, as, I, as I say to Katie from, from the show, I've never been so single. So I'm so, so single. And I'm so good. I'm, I'm good. And you know, I'm breaking the cycle. I'm happy, happy, happy to say that it can be done. And for a girl who has had relationship after relationship after relationship, and I'm not saying they were all bad, but I'm saying I was broken. I was damaged. I wasn't clear. I didn't know what I was insisting on for my my life, my happiness, my partnership. I didn't have my standards in place and I do now. And so before I even get to your other question, which is like, oh, do you believe in love again? Sure, I do. Because I saw that on, on one of your questions. Oh yeah, my heart's open. But if I'm still over here single, you better believe it's because my standards have freaking catapulted. I mean, the caliber of person, what I will accept, what I will not is real different than it used to be. And let me tell you, it's a great place to get in life to like spending time with yourself. And me, myself, and I are over here having a real good time. Wow, I did it. Now you know. Now you know. So on that note, I am going to read you a, a little piece of something from another author, writer, artist that I I just adore who has helped me. His words for sure have helped with my healing. And by the way, he is on one of my other shows, A Drink With, which is a video virtual interview show right now, this week, this uh, as of tomorrow, actually, once you hear this on Wednesday, the 
18th. Um, that episode will be online. But Young Pueblo, these are his words. Be prepared to meet a new version of yourself every time you shed another layer of old trauma, conditioning, or hurt. As you let go, your perspectives and interests will shift. Transformation is natural as you travel the road to greater self-awareness, happiness, and peace. Peace. On that note, a little cat formation there for you guys. I appreciate all of your interest and your questions. And um, I'm just going to leave you with the saying that, you know, I'm glad you're here. And I hope that by me sharing, my mission has always been that somehow it can help you with your own struggles and navigation through life. I think that's how we all expand is by by sharing all our stories and knowing we're a lot more alike than we are different. So some very exciting shares on next week's episode. I drop a brand new It Sure Is A Beautiful Day on Tuesday, August 24th, which happens to be my birthday. But it won't just be my birthday. Some other gifts. I think you might know what I'm talking about. Mark your calendar, August 24th. We're going to share a lot with you then. So watch my Instagram. Watch the ABD with Cat Instagram. Uh, go to Dear Media's website. We're going to be celebrating the newness. So make sure to to check back with us then. And yeah, I'm just feeling real, real grateful. And it's kind of like, you know, the testimony. I'm here to testify that we don't have to stay with what we know. We don't have to be the product of what our environment was growing up. We don't have to keep choosing because it's what's familiar. And my greatest hope is that one day in the not so distant future, I'll be getting on here to tell you how absolutely in love I am with a a man who's also doing his work, you know? That's 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 where a real partnership can thrive. Until then, <laughs> until then, I'm staring at Nipsey and Scarlet, my two little fluffy animals, and I'm gonna let y'all go. Please, please um, follow the show if you haven't yet, and leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about, especially these solo episodes, and when I get really kind of raw and real. Is this is this the kind of stuff you wanna wanna get into? Let me know if so. I need to need to get that feedback uh, in order to know where to keep going with this. So <sighs> have a beautiful day, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. We'll do it again next week. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at APD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.